It is 19 minutes before the hour here on the Draw Large Radio Show. And what can't be made better by a little Bee Gees music, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Every time I hear the Bee Gees, I think of my dad. He was such a big fan. <laughs> uh, so thanks for that. All right. Continuing now with our review of the uh, candidate answers to the union leaders survey questions. Uh, just a reminder, the Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester offered up its own survey. Uh, it was not answered by every candidate, not by a long shot, uh, but the answers in full are published at ConcernedTaxpayersOfManchester.com. And uh, uh, the endorsements of the Concerned Taxpayers of Manchester are also there. They're with the surveys. They're noted by a green checkmark. This segment brought to us by Manchester Mayor Ted Gatsis. The city's undergoing a renaissance, and the mayor's crafted a 12-point plan to Harness that energy. It uh, focuses, number one, on taxes and spending and his pledge to veto any budget that breaks the cap. And number two, on the opioid epidemic, uh, saying the number one need now is to identify safe, affordable recovery housing within the city. Learn more at tedgatzis.com slash plan. That's tedgatzis.com slash plan. So we now move in towards four, five, and uh, six. And we're going to get through all of this in the next 15 minutes. So uh, buckle up. So, uh, on the tax cap, let me see. On the tax cap, Christopher Herbert will vote to override. He says his job is to build the best affordable budget, which is what he believes his responsibility as an alderman to do. Steve Matthew says, possibly. He said, all current known liabilities and spending cannot be the basis for overriding a tax cap. However, if we have an earthquake or a hurricane like Irma or Maria, uh, he may be uh, willing to override the cap. (laughs) All right. On the question of health insurance, Chris Herbert does not support eliminating the benefits. If they need health insurance, he writes, then I think they should have health insurance. Steve Matthew does. You know what strikes me about all these people who are in favor of the health insurance? Uh, Sarah Ambrosi, Democrat voted for Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Kevin Kavanaugh, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Will Stewart, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Mary Georges, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Christopher Herbert, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Leslie Watt, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Dan Bergeron, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Peter McCone, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Kathy Staub, School Board Ward 5, Democrat, voted for Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, out there advocating Obamacare and single-payer. All of these people have at some point, way, shape, manner, or form, supported Obamacare. So if Obamacare is so great and Obamacare is here in New Hampshire, thank you, Margaret Wood Hassan. Thank you, Republican senators. Then why aren't they on Obamacare if they need health insurance? Why aren't they going through the exchanges? You know why? Because they all make enough money that they won't be subsidized the way the taxpayers are subsidizing them on the city's health insurance. And they'll get a crappy plan with major deductibles that will cost them thousands of dollars out of pocket. And so why should they spend their money going through Obamacare like the little people who should have health insurance when they can suck it right out of the taxpayers and not have to spend any of their money? You know, I'm sorry, but when people like Erica Connors, 
who runs a successful business, and Sarah Ambrosi, who's a successful estate attorney who lives in a $1.2 million house, among others, why should the taxpayers be paying for their health insurance? They all believe in Obamacare. Let them get it. Chris Herbert thinks the city is doing an admirable job dealing with the opioid crisis, but he thinks that the state and Congress should provide more funding support because with Chris Herbert, the, the answer is always more money. It's never how to do it better. It's always more money. Matthew says he can't answer the question because he isn't versed enough, uh, well enough in the topic. <sighs> Chris Herbert, who refused to vote to send uh, Gamash and Ludwig to the conduct committee because while he admitted the charter said that they had a conflict of interest, he didn't think it should say it had a conflict of interest. So he sent it. He, he, he thinks the charter needs a review. He's not telling you he thinks it needs a review to remove what he disagrees with and what he violated the law uh, uh, in voting against sending them to the conduct uh, board. <laughs> Matthew says, absolutely, it needs to be reviewed. He recounts the story, and he says, the city solicitors should have the power to convene a review board in such matters as these. A charter change is definitely in order. Otherwise, there are no consequences when a majority want to engage in a clearly illegal act. Words have meanings. Yager Decker, he says, needs a review as well. This is a guy who's argued frankly, that contracts and budgets have paid too little. <laughs> and Matthew says, yeah, Yager Decker um, hasn't been implemented as originally intended. It's not merit. It's automatic pay raises. It's cost us untold millions. It needs to be changed immediately. Ward four, school board. Flanders says he will stay under the cap, will not vote for a budget that calls for tax cap override. Leslie Want is required by the city charter to send a tax cap budget to the alderman, but it is also her duty to advocate for students' needs. Thanks to our alderman, we were able to add back foreign language, health, reading teachers, and two SROs to the middle schools and reduce class sizes at the elementary level this year. No, it's thanks to the school board and the administration that came up with a plan that the alderman could actually support. Anyway, she does not support the tax cap. Flanders absolutely supports redistricting. It's long overdue and should be done immediately. There's no reason or excuse for the ongoing delay. Elected officials are elected to manage and make tough decisions. They shouldn't be concerned about their next election. Redistricting will finally and transparently address class sizes as well as building capacity. Oh, did we skip over the benefits question? Yes, we did. Uh, Flanders absolutely supports eliminating all health insurance benefits for members of the school board. He will not take them. And if they were, uh, and uh, he says officials are there to serve the citizens, not themselves. The cost of health and dental benefits includes premiums and paid medical bills. He gets it. We're self-insured. Uh, therefore, the cost of the benefits and premiums are claims pa- and claims paid, which could cost hundreds of thousands of dollars per board member, depending on their premium medical bills and prescriptions. Leslie Watt just said no. You know why Leslie Watt said no? She takes the benefits. She doesn't want you to know that, but she takes them. Um, Leslie Watt, chairman of the redistricting committee. Of course, by redrawing lines, we can better use excess space in our middle and high schools and create more spaces for elementary classrooms. What she doesn't tell you is that she really opposed the only legitimate plan that would actually use that excess capacity at the middle and high schools to free up classes at the middle schools. 
And while she'll make pretend that she supported things that shifted kids from elementary to middle and middle to high school, and she did, um, that is a a non-starter for any number of reasons. The number one issue, funding and allocation of it is the top issue, says Flanders. Talks about duplication and overlap between the city and the school district, saying there's no logical reason why those resources and benefits can't be consolidated. A private sector business and nonprofits must step up and give back because their success was derived from the city, he says. Number one issue, says want the need to reduce class sizes, and she prattles on about that. The best way for this is to lower class sizes in the elementary schools, da-da-da-da-da. Ward 5, the only interesting thing really here is what Tony Sapienza said on uh, Yarger Decker. He said it's become a divisive term that distracts us from the real issues around employee compensation, real issues like severance pay, supervisor pay ordinances, pay promotion, promotion pay policies, and abusive pension calculation manipulation need reform. These are issues that affect all city employees, not just union employees. And he's right. And he's been one of the few, if not the only, that have spoken out against these things, especially severance. He's a union guy in the private sector. He says, this doesn't make any sense what we're doing. It's expensive and it's abusive. And kudos to Tony Sapienza. And Ward 5, Lisa Freeman on the school board says, as elected officials, we are charged with upholding the tax cap and being good stewards of the taxpayer's money. It is our duty under the charter to submit a budget within the cap. I will always vote to send that budget. Kathy Staub says the state of New Hampshire requires school boards to, quote, prepare an annual budget in accordance with RSA 32 and comply with all federal and state laws and rules. Also, in the interest of true transparency, we should present a budget that reflects the true cost of an education. Yeah, the true cost of the status quo with whatever people make up to say, oh, we have to do it this way, which whereas we're learning with Dr. Vargas, what we've been told by prior administrations about how things, quote, must be done has, oh, so not been true. So, uh She will not support the tax cap. That's the upshot. On the benefits, Lisa Freeman says, I will, I have and will continue to support eliminating the health benefits for board members. Many families in Ward 5 struggle to pay for health insurance as well as health care. Elected officials should never be in a better financial position than the constituents they represent. Kathy Staub, everyone deserves access to health care. This is why we need Medicare for all so we can focus on education instead of arguing about insurance. Um, memo to file, Kathy Staub took the insurance when she was a school board member and when she was asked by none other than Jim O'Connell whether she would do it again, she said no because, quote, I don't need them anymore. So as long as her needs are met, then it's okay to spend money on the children, but not before, according to Kathy Staub. Redistricting, she will resport, uh, Lisa Freeman will resport, support redistricting that positively utilizes all our resources to better serve parents, children, and community, moving in the right direction, establish the feeder pattern. Staub says on redistricting, she will only support it if it significantly improves the delivery of educational services to students. This has been a huge waste of time and resources over the last eight years, and we need to move on. I think that's a no. Number one issue facing the school district. Um, Neither one of them really did it. Continue to engage with parents, taxpayers, administration at the school level to communicate with the BOC, MEC. And I would consider, let me see. Hold on. 
We've been asking the same questions and having the same arguments for the last 20 years. In the meantime, the world has moved on and we need to embrace what it means to provide a 21st century education for life in a 21st century world. The future of the city depends on it. This from the woman who when the 1930s standards were presented to the school district as something to consider when it was developing its own standards, dismissed them as uh, perhaps good for a time when industrial manufacturing was all the rage, but not for satisfying 21st century education. I guess she didn't pay attention to the fact that those standards actually called for more time in the elementary grades on basic instruction when it comes to reading, writing, and math. I don't know. I would think technology would require us to have more reading and writing and math, not less. Because after all, you can't Google it unless you can read it. And you can't Google it unless someone knows how to create Google. That takes reading, writing, and math, doesn't it? Okay, word six, real quick. McCone, um... (laughs) Uh, He says we can stay within the cap, but he doesn't... He doesn't, uh, he would never promote overriding it, but he doesn't say he would not. He has respect and admiration for the position of alderman, mayor, and they can be a positive force. Out of respect, we need to offer health insurance to um, the alderman um, and the uh, to the alderman. And okay, he believes we need to encourage workforce reintroductory awareness on the opioid crisis. Um, He said businesses aren't willing to take a chance on people who've uh, been addicts. He says we need to change that. I would agree with him there. He supports exploring the idea of changing the charter because accountability is important to him, and he'd be open to a conversation, and he would never put any idea before the board in regards to salary and contracts. I wouldn't replace anything if I didn't fully understand and agree with the new structure uh, was fair and financially sound. So he's not committing to changing that. Moreau says the tax cap is a good standard to limit our spending and protects taxpayers. Unless there's an emergency catastrophic event, I would not vote to override the tax cap. She's clear. Uh, she's in favor of eliminating the benefits. She believes the city is doing a great job with the opioid epidemic, given the resources it has. She says we can better serve the children of addicts who are currently uh, being assisted If we don't, we will just be raising the next generation of Manchester residents who will be much more likely to go down the same path. She says, yes, it's time to change the charter because there are no repercussions for members who violate it. And yes, this should be a self-evident question on the uh, pay scales for the employees, a solution that works for the benefits of our hardworking employees and also the taxpayers and residents with our city would be the best option. It would better promote excellence within city employees and taxpayers would feel at ease knowing their dollars are being wisely spent. All right, on the school board, real quick. (laughs) Bergeron on the tax cap. Yes, it's the law, but parents and students have spoken. And then he goes on to talk about what they did with the two million bucks that they got from the tax cap override. So yes, but means no, as we all know. On the health insurance, as a stay-at-home parent, I don't know how you're a stay-at-home parent when your youngest kid is, I think, a senior in high school. As a stay-at-home parent, I support offering benefits to city and school officials in effect in an effort to attract a larger candidate pool. Candidates who have a need for income to cover their benefit expense yet want the option to serve our residents as an elected official can utilize the provided stipend towards their benefit expense. So you can take one 
taxpayer-provided pot of money to pay the other taxpayer-provided benefit. By the way, he's taken the benefit within, like, moments of his elections or appointments. Um, redistricting, a fuzzy answer on an organization must consider its mission and vision statements does not answer the redistricting question except to say the details must consider many stakeholders. And on the number one issue, he talks about um, messaging. The momentum must include a coordinated effort from the school district to keep pace and keep trending. I I don't even want to go into his answer because it might. DePietro, he supports budgets within the tax cap, points out that over the last 11 years, per student spending in Manchester has increased 40% while enrollment has dropped 19 Uh, He says, if board members are going to be compensated, it should be predictable and equitable. As it stands, the total city liability for any board member family's health care could reach hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's in favor of eliminating the insurance benefit and increasing the annual stipend if approved by voters. He says the school district has a responsibility to redistrict. His middle uh, middle and high schools are almost 40 percent empty while our elementary schools are near capacity. With 5,600 empty classroom seats in the district, it's unconscionable, says DePietro, that this particular uh, can be, uh, that this particular can be, uh, has been kicked, uh, can, has been kicked down the road for almost two decades. And the number one issue facing the district, he says, academic standards and curricula are the biggest issues. The ill-conceived and poorly implemented Common Core standards voted for by Bergeron, the charge led by Connors have left teachers and parents twisting in the wind for four years. We need to stop experimenting on our kids and return to proven standards and curricula used successfully in other States. So there it is. We're got you all caught up. We're going to hit the news next. And then our round table with ward ones, Joe Lachance ward fours, Mark Flanders ward fives, Lisa Freeman, Ward 6 is John DePietro and Ward 8's Jimmy LaHue. You are listening to the Drought Large Radio Show.